I'm swearing already. It's gonna have to be an explicit episode. Uh, can we? Can we just start making explicit episodes so I don't have to stop myself from dropping out bombs all the time? <laughs> yeah. Well, we might have a B side, eh? Uh, what extortion? The offtakes? Yeah, probably. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we give you the tools to repair your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. Welcome back to the garage. We've got the accountant, the hello, economist, hello. and hey there. myself, the money mechanic, in the garage. Beverages that you have brought here, Mr. Economist. Uh, yes. No, that's from the accountant, you oh, jerk. That was last week. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. I'm feeling a little off. I've been actually at a job for two weeks. Well, that was your first mistake. Yeah. Okay. Let us, uh, let us know what this beer is. This is Juicy Juice, which is from Love Shack Libations. Which is a lovely little nano brewery in Qualicum Beach, BC. Nice. A lovely guy named Paul does the brewing there, and uh, he does a great job. Everything he makes is absolutely delicious. So, how big of batches is he making in a nano brewery? Any idea? Like, just they're tiny. <laughs> they're nano. They're nano. They. They're, I mean, we're they're talking about he's... half a milliliter each. <laughs> <laughs> well, get a little taste. Good thing I'm a super taster. Well, there you go. Let's crack this one open and see what it tastes like. Um, yeah, so this is the Juicy Juice. This is his New England IPA. Flaked wheat and oats make this beer a little softer. No hops go in the boil, just a kilo in the late additions and dry hopping give it a juicy smell and taste. Ah, I love dry hopping. I'm looking forward to this one. It's also, quite super a big fan of the uh, Juicy IPAs right now. Yeah, these are... Uh, I have yet to have one of his beers that I did not love. Yeah, sounds like it's going to do well. The brewery is Cheers. only open. Cheers. Cheers. Is only open Wednesday nights and Saturdays. So Wednesdays, I believe it's five to nine, and Saturdays, I believe it's noon to five. This guy sounds like he's already fire. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Fantastic. Yeah. Right Cheers. 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 So, uh, what's in the news today, Mr. Mechanic? I hear you've been. Uh... I've been busy. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know, I'm really getting into the social media thing. I actually understand how Twitter works now. It's pretty cool. You can find me on Twitter. Well, you can find all of us on Twitter now. How exciting is that? I learned to tweet. <laughs> That's well, news. That is I was news. a little worried we were going to have to spend some time getting your profile picture tonight. I mean, it is a little embarrassing, too, because I'm the youngest one of the group. and I have You're the millennial no that should know. That should know how to do these things, and right. I do not. So I'm on there at, uh, at FIGarage underscore mech, and uh, I made some friends while I was on there. So I just wanted to throw a little shout out. Uh, to a couple other blogs I've come across this week. Is, is he talking about real friends or imaginary friends? Should I be worried? No, he's got real friends. Oh, who knew? <laughs> you guys are here. I can't possibly throw my voice <laughs> in so many different ways. <laughs> okay, so we've got latestarterfire.com uh, down in Australia, which is awesome. And uh, read a post there this week. Um, it's got one written up about how uh, starting fire in your 40s uh, isn't too late which is really good news because I'm in my 40s. Well, there you go. And uh, it just talks about, you know, when you're in your 40s, you've got, uh, usually you've got higher earning potential because you've been in your career for a little while. That's right. Uh, you're mostly debt-free because, uh, you know, you may be a little further along in your mortgage, uh, but you're probably out of the consumer debt that you may have started younger. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. We, we hope so. Right. And you've probably bought most of the things that you want, and so you're not sort of shopping for new furniture and appliances and things like that. I think... You've bought most of the things you want when you're 22. You just don't know it. <laughs> you just don't know Yeah, it. you're yeah. just not aware. Oh, well, yeah, these are points she's making. Uh, yeah. and another couple ones is that uh, retirement tech or sort of traditional retirement is a lot closer. So uh, you kind of it's looming you in the face in your 40s. So you've got some motivation there to actually 
get your ass in gear and do something. Right. And that you're a little wiser and more worldly. You've traveled and you've learned from your mistakes. So I thought these were good posts and good information from her. So check out latestarterfire.com. And the second one I came across, this one was quite funny, actually. I, so I figured out how to do the whole Twitter thing. And I promptly got a comment from a financial mechanic. Right, uh, very close to you. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even know you existed. I didn't mean to be the me- money mechanic and mess with your brand. Anyway, uh, like the rest of the uh, the FIRE uh, community, super great person. Uh, they're blogging out of the States here. And uh, we've struck up a bit of a, an online relationship, bantering back and forth with our tweets. So uh, her latest article was Love and Money. And she talks about four facets of money management for couples, which is a pretty interesting topic. I think we're going to have well, to go... Yeah, it's a, we should have an episode on that. It's we're pretty gonna, important. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about our spouses and uh, and how we deal with money together. So her four uh, main items in, in that latest post were, you know, having common goals and how that's important for couples. Uh, having open communication between, uh, between each other is really important. Uh, third one is matching expectations so that you both kind of are expecting the same things out of your income, savings, investments, spending. And the fourth one was uh, sharing your strengths. You know, some of you, one part of the relationship may be better at uh, doing the spreadsheets and, and the other person might be uh, better about figuring out side hustles and making some more income. So, Well, that's not how I read that part. Well, did you um, read the article already? I did. Oh, wow. um, I read that part as even though one of you is better at making spreadsheets, you should teach the other one. Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah, Sh- yeah, sharing your strengths right with each other. So don't uh, don't rely on your partner to fill in your gaps. Build mm. build your skill set. Okay, and help each other build your skill set. Fair enough. Uh, that is financialmechanic.com. Check it out. Uh, good blog, fairly new. Uh, Twitter is at fi mechanic. So there you go. Uh, other couple super exciting things in the news is I won the lottery, boys. Did you? So to speak. <laughs> hey, I've never won a lottery, and I won this one. I have a bunk at Camp Mustache in September in Toronto. Nice. I'm going to camp with a bunch of mustachians. That's cool. Nice. That's this good. is very exciting. I'm really excited. Uh, it, I, it's one of those things you just don't know what to expect, but if you went to a camp with 60 other strangers sort of from any other community, it might seem a little weird. But I'm pretty sure we're just going to be able to sit down and talk about everything we've learned about fire and from Mr. Money Mustache, and it's going to be fantastic. Conversation's going to be great. Can't wait. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I just got to pick somebody to go with me. Yeah, so is it me or the economist? (laughs) I better check with my wife first. Yeah, so neither of us. Yeah. Good talk. I'll let you know. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We're also doing another uh, Mustache and Meetup here in Victoria uh, in early February. So if you uh, like to know more about that, check out our check out the Van Al Mustachians Facebook page, uh, or check out our website fi-garage.ca for more information. I re- think, you're really uh, putting a time crunch on you editing this yeah. episode. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> just I was, I was <laughs> just gonna say the same thing. I was, I was looking at you both as I was saying that. I could see you going, "You're never gonna get this edited," and I, I will, I will. Yeah, I've done my real job. Remember, we'll right, see if this right. part makes the podcast. Wait, if you're <laughs> if you're done your real job, you gotta come join me all weekend at the rental house and help me put up drywall. Mm. Oh, absolutely! I'll write myself into a percentage of your side hustle anytime. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> all right, uh, are we actually gonna have a point tonight? All right, so locating yourself on the path to Phi. So, how did you guys start 
your journey down the path or figure out where you were the path to five where how did i start well i obviously uh, as we talked about education was the important thing and uh reading some of the blogs that i found out there just introduced me to a whole bunch of things that i hadn't thought of before you know i started off i thought i was pretty good at money you know i had a bunch of student loans uh after i finished tech school which in canada isn't a terrible thing because you get a a tax break on the interest you pay on your student loans so i had them amortized really low because that's all i could afford at the time and uh, as with most of us when we start our careers we're, we're pretty pretty low pay scale uh so it took me a bunch of time to get that student loan paid off and you know along the way i think with as the same as most of us i incurred consumer debt and cost of owning a car and things like that and it wasn't until uh we decided to leave the country and live abroad for a while that i had some savings and i still had some debt but i equalized i took all that savings i had which really wasn't doing anything because i didn't know how to invest properly nobody or you taught me i wasn't investing because nobody taught me i never learned that i was too risk adverse i just had it in a you know back then you were getting four percent in a, a gic so Absolutely. it wasn't terrible yeah right? yeah but i had this money that i just dumped and killed my debt and it was the most freeing feeling i've ever had i left canada with no intention to return with zero debt i had no i didn't have a dime to my name i had the plane ticket in my hand and yeah. i knew where i was going but that was it. And it was such a freeing feeling to have that, to get it to just to be out of the debt and be at basically zero net worth. There I was at zero net worth at 29 years old. So that was a big moment for me. And I still hadn't even learned about fire or FI at that point. But we lived abroad for, uh, for five years. And I didn't even realize I was being mustachian when I lived abroad, but I was. And the interesting part was, is because we were living in a country we knew we didn't intend to stay in and we were living in bermuda at the time which if you're not familiar with has a super high cost of living yeah. it is ridiculous every item brought into that country has at least a 25 percent duty tacked on top of it but the real thing is there's so many expats there from canada and britain and the u.s that are there for short periods of time and a lot of them live there in the, the finance and insurance industries that yeah. made way more money than I did fixing things. <laughs> <laughs> so they bought all this fancy crap and never took it with them. So we'd ride around on our 50cc scooters and go to house sales. And like, we're talking mansions that were selling stuff at five cents on the dollar. So, you know, we're getting oscillating fans and TVs and all the stuff we needed for our little apartment for dirt cheap. Yeah. And that was basically how we kind of became frugal in the first place because we knew we weren't going to be taking that stuff with us. It wasn't forever yeah, stuff. Yeah, why would you spend a whole bunch of money on Why it? would you spend your money? So we actually saved a bunch of money living abroad, even in a high cost of living, tiny country like that. I was able to save money. So when we did move back to Canada, I had that sort of my own little nest egg that I'd never had before in my life. And I knew I was sort of on the right path. I'd, I'd started on that path. And a little bit later on, when I did start reading some of these blogs and educating myself on financial independence, I realized I was like, hey, here I am. I've got a little bit of money behind me. And it was a huge confidence builder to have some savings, right? Some cash money and, and not be starting in debt. So, you know, I kind of started my path uh, back in Canada. It felt like a bit of a fresh start. I was 35 and uh, luckily still had my career to go back to back into and so that's sort of my start how i where i was at the beginning of the path here so i'll let you guys talk for a bit so well, i can have some beer it's interesting uh 
you talked about how you started with debt too. I, I was the same way. I had um, some, well, quite a bit of debt to pay off. Um, got it paid off. Immediately went to turn the payments I used to put to debt to saving. Smart. But again, not aware of the of fire or fire or anything like that. But one thing I noticed about myself was even though I was paying off the debt and then later saving, I was always struggling with my day-to-day budget or month-to-month budget. So were you tracking uh, at that time? I, I signed up for Mint once. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's pretty much all I did. Um, <laughs> I, you got it's the funny. username? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's funny. I don't have uh, any issue with giving out my name to companies or anything like that, but there's some switch where I don't like to give out my password to my financial I I agree. Yeah, I totally understand that. To, yeah. So, you know, whether it's Mint or uh, Wealthica, I don't know. I just have that block where I'd rather just make my own spreadsheet and do a little more work rather than give my financial passwords out. That is yeah. something where, like, TD My Spend is nice because I already sign in to TD, so right. it, it already generates... I mean, it's not a great report, but at least there's something. Right. Yeah, it uh, it tracks what you spend in that bank. Right? Yeah, so precisely. That's nice. So, you know, I struggle with coming up short... I'm still paying myself, so I owe the debt to myself. Yeah, fair enough. But, uh, so then, you know, talking to you guys, I really, learning from you, and then uh, doing some reading on my own, just before my my go-to problem solving was always to increase my income. Right. Find another job to do, uh, work more. Work more, yeah. Whatever. And I don't work a lot, so working more is not a real hardship <laughs> but uh, I noticed we've met for lunch a few times yeah, yeah. absolutely but uh, really having a harder look at my spending to try and keep my my monthly budget on track while I'm saving as much as I can yeah game changer hey once you start tracking and once you have a, a real hard look the analysis yeah. of your spending yeah what you can drop out and yeah yeah not it is. hurt you keep your utility high yeah, as an economist would say. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, I think we. I'm. I'm. I, I'll admit, right out there, that I am not good at tracking the dollars that I spend, specifically the dollars. I don't do that either. No, um, neither do I. I mean, I've done it. I've I've looked back. Um, yeah. For a, a few month period, just to analyze, but I don't track dollars. Go ahead. Yeah. No. I. I was just gonna follow that with when we did live abroad. Uh, because of the cost of everything, you had to track. Uh, it, you had to, even though I didn't have a specific. You had to know what bananas were worth. You had to know, because otherwise you end up at the till of the grocery store and it's a two hundred and fifty dollar bill, and you're like, uh, no, not gonna happen. Right. We, we can't afford this. Yeah. You know. So, I think uh, we were lucky to sort of, build, you know, have that mindset built in out of necessity. Yeah. Whereas nowadays here none of us handle money as much as we used to that's uh, for sure we pay with our credit cards so the and in, in bermuda it was cash transactions almost all the time we didn't have a credit card there it was cash for everything right right, right. which was interesting because it gave you that mindset of you're handing over 20 dollar bills so you you have a visceral it hurts, it hurts more to yeah. hand over a 20 <laughs> yeah. than it does to give somebody your credit card. exactly you know, for me it's opposite you think oh yeah if i have money in my 
pocket, I would spend it quicker than I would a credit card. Just because, oh, look at all this money. Hmm. It must yeah, be that's ex- interesting. It, it doesn't have a home. <laughs> you need right? more self-discipline. Didn't we talk about that? Well, I, I, I have all the self-discipline I need with a credit card. <laughs> well, there's always an anomaly out yeah, there. Yeah, there? yeah. An exception go. to the rule. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, for me, I found it was the, the cash in hand thing uh, forced me to track mentally what I was what was coming and going. Of course, now, as you said, you, use, you, you find that you can spend on your credit card harder, which is fine because now you can track everything with some of the stuff that's out there. Right, most... I think most credit cards track most credit cards do major categories major categories for sure well that's the thing they're itemized now like you used to just get your credit card bill in the mail and you owe 10 bucks for the month and a lot of people just went okay 10 bucks right up woo off we go right yeah (laughs) well I, I think what's funny about both of you too is that and I found this as a common theme is a lot of people start towards fire without actually discovering fire you know, it's it's kind of that accidental. It's like I need a better option for what I'm doing with my right. money, and they start looking into it, and they start figuring things out, and all of a sudden they're like, "Wait, this is possible? Yeah, I could, I could be financially independent. I wouldn't have to rely on a job." Uh-huh. You know, it's one of those things where people just start the once they start educating themselves. It's almost at that point that you start to realize that it's even possible. Yeah, you know, I always wanted to be a slumlord. Well, that's right, that's right. how I stumbled. I mean, I had no intention of knowing that fire even existed, but I bought my first house when I was twenty because I and I didn't know house hacking was a thing. Yeah, but yeah. me and a friend didn't want to pay rent, so we bummed a down payment. At this point in time, you could put a five percent down payment on a forty-year amortization. Nice. And we bummed that off of our parents and bought a house and rented out the put a basement suite in, rented out the basement suite, had roommates, and paid almost nothing for our living expenses. So you're, I, you're a house hacking in the in the true fire sense, and you didn't even know... I, and I didn't even know it, it was, was just a, a thing. smart thing to do. It was just I didn't want to pay rent. Yeah. And then at some point, I just always liked the idea of if I own a house, it will pay me. Right. And I've always owned real estate ever since. And then somewhere along the way, I was having a really shitty day at work. <laughs> and I was like, how can I end up not being here anymore? <laughs> so that's, that's the typical Google search, right? Yeah, Google search. How do I get out how of How do this? I quit work early? Oh, what's this F-I-R-E fire movement all about? <laughs> yeah, totally. Fair enough. Yeah. No. I well, think... And then from there, right, once you kind of realize what's going on and once that i think that's well, the great thing about all the blogs and the podcasts and everything is it's educating people that yeah. it is possible when, yeah. well and once you start reading the things you reading the blogs pick up on the things you could be doing that would fit in your lifestyle that you're not doing exactly that would accelerate you yeah on the path to fire i think a really important part about it i you know a lot of people have taken it to extreme with frugality and things like that but for to make your journey to FI, financial independence, successful over the long term is you've got to fit it comfortably into your lifestyle. You've got to make you've got to make some lifestyle adjustments, but it's gotta be a comfortable transition. Well right? Or happiness today is worth more than happiness tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, is it though? It is. The the present value is present always value. higher than future value. Interesting, because everything in uh, about FI is delayed gratification. But it's not really. But it's not it's delayed gratification for if I put money, stuff If I that save doesn't... money today, it's delayed. I don't get the happiness of 
but, but traveling not, to but, Thailand. But on we're that not one. talking about the nominal insignificant happiness you get from spending a hundred dollars at a nightclub tonight. We're talking right. right? Like it's not your actual tr- it's looking at what truly uh, makes you happy. If you well, ha- okay, I'll agree with that. If you have sure. If yeah. you have a thousand dollars a month and I have two thousand dollars a month, that second thousand dollars to me is not worth near the happiness that the first thousand is to you. Oh, we're talking about like peak happiness. Well, that's what we're going for. Yeah, essentially. We, yeah, we okay, want to maximize our happiness in our lifetime. And this is, the fire path is the path to maximizing happiness. Yeah. <laughs> the mechanic doesn't believe us. <laughs> no, I, I totally do. I'm just, it's interesting. It's interesting when we do these podcasts because you both end up looking at me with these questions in your eyes and I'm feeling a little out of sorts. I'm like, I think they want me to say something profound and I just don't have anything right now. Well, <laughs> I'm almost out of beer. That might be the problem. That could be the problem. But this juicy's good. Yeah. yeah the juicy juice is real nice. Okay, well, uh, Dave Paul, accountant, does a great job. You never really gave us a little spin on how you got on the path to Fi. Didn't I just say that with the whole house hack? Was that the beginning? Well, that's the beginning. Okay, that's yeah. fair. That's I fair. mean, I was twenty when it happened. Yeah, so a couple years ago. Uh, not that young. Are we doing a thirtieth <laughs> birthday podcast? Podcast. No one will be able to understand what's going on. <laughs> that is true. I've I've seen those sort of uh, celebrations with the accountant before. <laughs> yeah, I'm dangerously close. Okay, so, so we've been on the path. We've all been on the path to five for a little while. Personal update for me was uh, well, well yeah. before you go there. Sure. Okay. I'm just thinking we're we're talking about locating yourself on the path. Okay, fair. So yeah. I guess you need to know the destination, which set a goal. Right. Setting goals. Yeah. Okay. That's really key. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether it's passive income or amount of money in your bank account. Or... So because you've decided or because you started tracking your spending, because you've cut expenses, you've figured out what your annual costs are, you can extrapolate with some reasonable sense of knowledge that you say, I could live off $30,000 a year in Canada. Right. Maybe forty. I don't know. Somewhere in that range I think is fairly doable. Reasonable. Depending on family yeah. situation and children, things of this. So you can say, set a goal saying... Uh, once I reach 25 times that annual cost, as right. per the 4% withdrawal rule, yep. technically, I don't need to go to my paid job anymore. Or alternatively, I spend $3,000 a month, I have $1,000 in passive income, I need another $2,000 in passive income, and I would be fine. Exactly. Yeah. And it's important. I think it's important to realize that there's two different ways to do it. Well, there's more than just two different ways, but... You can generate some passive income. It's going to really speed up your time to FI. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what well, I love about real estate. Passive income. Yeah, I mean. low cost. Obviously, low cost yeah. passive income. But right. yeah, I mean, we live in a high cost of living area, so you know, we listen to bigger pockets, and they people have ten houses. That's probably not going to happen for us where we live. Right. Uh, but there are other ways that we can sort of generate some passive income. You, I mean, we say that, but at the same time, I mean, my rental properties are generating better than a 4% return. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do better than the 4% rule on those investments. Like I can re- reasonably rely on receiving better than 4% on my money with my rental properties in passive income every month. Right. That's with some debt exposure though, right? Oh, absolutely. There's risk. Exposure. Yeah, there's yeah. risk. No, there's, there's totally risk, risk involved. Yeah. And it's, it's not passive. No. Real, as we said, I just had a tenant move out. I'm redoing an entire house. I will spend, I've spent all week there. I will spend all weekend there. 
it's a big part of you know labor okay so you figured out you've set a goal for what your fi is going to be yeah uh you take a look at yourself maybe you have some debt uh might be mortgage might be consumer might be student loans you might have a little bit of savings you can kind of go there's you know there's the uh far end of the scale is fi somewhere in there you're going to fit there's a zero net worth there's a negative net worth and uh you can pick where you're at kind of find out analyze and find out where you're at and then make a decision yeah. how do i move forward what are the best options what have i learned from reading and from listening to podcasts and how am i moving forward and you know something i'll add in here is the path to fi is all uphill <laughs> but the slope gets less steep as you go yes absolutely yeah that's a good way to put it yeah you know if you're below zero net worth it's a very steep path mm-hmm. to zero and uh, but it just keeps getting a little flatter as you go can you hear my dog dreaming <laughs> yes he's yes. chasing a bunny does your dog chase bunnies in his dreams uh i, hope, I don't know i hope not I, that's a big well, dog. okay <laughs> i don't know what he's dreaming about but i imagine he's chasing bunnies because he's anyway winston we just digress. gets upset about things <laughs> Okay, well, that's fair enough. I think it is It is the hardest part is just to get started. Yeah. But the most important part is just to get started. Absolutely. Today. And yeah. Just <laughs> plant a tree, right? Yeah. yeah. I agree that uh, as you've been doing it for a little while, like we have, that the confidence you get from seeing your money work for you. Because that's really what it boils down to is all of a sudden you got some money saved and invested, invested being the key, yeah. and you're seeing it grow by itself without you having to do anything except shovel more money at it. It's starting to do it. You've got employees now that are working for you, and it's a fantastic feeling. Your confidence, you will feel more confident in all parts of your life, and that's the really cool thing, I think. I think an important part of that, though, too, is sticking with it. Right. Because you might start, and you might start in the mi- middle of a downslide, or a downturn in the economy, and it might not seem like you're getting the benefit that first couple months. Or even or... even worse, if you're very close to your goal, and then a downturn comes. Yeah, that would that could be very demoralizing. Yes, for sure. I think if you've been on the path for long enough, you're not going to be demoralized at that point because you've been doing it for at least ten years at that point. Well, hopefully, but I mean, if if you're thinking six months, and then all of a sudden it turns into eh. five years, well, that's a pretty serious downturn. But I think it's coming. Oh, <laughs> predictions from the economist. He, we'll get his el- economic he, outlook. Yeah, sometime in the next hundred years, it's going to be a very, <laughs> very bad depression. Uh-huh. Okay. Clear as mud. Yeah. Not even sure where to go with that. <laughs> I well, totally forgot what I was going to say. I had a good rebuttal, too. Uh, I need another beer. Ah, yeah, me too. We yeah. should crack into that before we uh, wrap this thing up. I think we should. Yeah. All right, let's see what we got in the... Uh, oldfigarage.ca fridge this week. Ooh. Hey, you see I got a plug-in for the website there? Yeah, yeah, good I like work. That. Yeah, you're getting better. Once again, the fridge provides, gentlemen. We have yes, here... Yes, it does. I've actually decided I might move to the mainland. That's a terrible, <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> you know fire that's decision. Yeah. Uh, another beer from Deep Cove. This is the second one we've had on the show. Uh, oh, no, maybe that was a pre-record. Anyway, this one's from Deep Cove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a pre-record. It, pre- it was a practice session. Yeah. Uh, this is Jug Island Ooh. Hazy IPA. Again with the hazies. Well, we are comparing beers. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we are. Uh, this one does, oh, it does have a little spiel on it here. It says, Tuck behind Jug Island is a semi-secret beach that is a local treasure. Brewed with paradise in mind, this hazy IPA 
is all orange marmalade, tropical gummy candy, and sticky citrus zest floating on a fluffy cloud of gentle malt and oats. Man, I'm jealous you opened yours before I opened mine. Tasting notes, hazy golden color, huge tropical fruit, light sweetness. Ooh, wow. that's good. That's, that's nice. Okay, you can I don't know. do some talking okay. while yeah, I try yeah, this. Yeah, it's yeah. a, it's... Well, it's, you decided to open your beer right when we were both taking sips, so what did you want from us? <laughs> hey, 17 more episodes till we're good. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. We don't have to be good for another 17. I uh, hey, you know who else is uh, sampling alcohol? Who's that? Uh, not live like we are. Oh. <laughs> well, Preet Banerjee does, which is awesome. Uh... Uh, Jordan Maas, Money Master. Yeah. He's doing bourbon tasting. Yeah. Ooh. I saw you retweeted one of his posts. Yeah. I he guess did that's a, another shout out for uh, he fellow did bloggers. Stag. He is another shout out. He did a Stag Junior recently. He got egg note, uh, eggnog notes on the nose. Right. Oh. So yeah. I went and checked it when I got home yesterday. What, did you get alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> it is 65%. Yeah. I got yeah. a lot of alcohol. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. So, uh. Yeah, finishing off where we were there on the... Uh, yeah, I think you were going to tell us where you were. Right. Uh, where Before am I? Before I rudely interrupted you. No, it's okay. Interruptions are totally acceptable in the FI garage. There's three of us after all. That's right. It's hard not to interrupt. And Noises. I mean, hey, we're not swearing. What more could you ask for? What? We're pretty good. <laughs> so I am currently on the path. I have. I do not have a... I, okay, I started off with the uh, Mad Scientist uh, Fire Tracker. Uh, I've done a little bit of spreadsheeting. And most recently, I started using Wealthica, which is a net worth, right. net worth tracker. The Canadian version of personal, personal capital. Personal capital, yeah. But it doesn't let you track your bank accounts, it right? It doesn't. And yeah. that's okay because those are – well, it does. Uh, I've got my EQ bank right. tracked in there. Right, but so not, your, not your checking. Not your checking, which, yeah. which is okay. Yeah. That's kind of daily uh, in and out anyway. Right. And um, I guess personal capital does a better – or a more automated job of tracking things like your car, from what I understand. Your How, car? Yeah. Like car payments? You can, no, the value of your car. But oh, interesting. Okay. We're not really counting those on our path. I have never counted my vehicles in any net worth no. calculation no. whatsoever. Yeah, I prefer to leave depreciating assets out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, truly... Except your house. If you're as far along the path to fire as I am... Uh, my well, house isn't a depreciating asset. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It absolutely is. Your land is an appreciating asset, but your house is a depreciating asset. Well, that's fair. Asset. He's got you there. Well, He's I mean, got you I maintain there. my house, so it's fine. Okay. Sorry, we, we keep interrupting. No, no, it's totally fine. This is going to be the longest. No. It's going to be the longest podcast we've ever done with Probably. the least amount of content. Yeah. <laughs> well, not quite. Well, no, it'll be the most amount of editing for me. Right. right. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm tracking some net worth, and uh, I think the coolest thing about that is seeing the progress, seeing it grow over time, seeing it in a graph. I'm I've got everything fairly automated, and it was interesting. I read a read a section in a book that said when it when you're investing and you're saving and everything gets really boring it means Perfect. you're doing the right thing Perfect. yeah yeah <laughs> which is kind of like oh but i really like reading about stocks and investing and all the rest right. of it and it's all on autopilot yeah. yeah so i'd say my goal is uh is to be fi in seven years nice. so i'd say i'm 50 percent of the way because i started about six or seven years ago yeah totally agree with you that the beginning was the absolute hardest but now that it's kind of all automated yeah it's feeling good it's like hey you're seeing a little bit of growth i know that money's going away automatically each month uh, i'm confident i've got the right choice of investments uh, i'm paying down the mortgage yeah i mean i'm prepared for hiccups along the road there's always going to be 
changes. I can't say what life's yeah. going to be in seven years. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling confident with my path and having the community out there, whether it's friends online or like you guys, friends in person, to, to talk about it and share and get reinforcement is is a huge benefit. Yeah, it's it really a big is. help for sure. It, yeah, it keeps you accountable, and uh, and it's nice to just share honestly. Yeah, uh, and let it out there. Something that not enough people talk about. Well, especially yeah. it's nice to know that you're not completely crazy and that other people are doing a similar thing. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Each time we get a new, uh, you know, a new follower and a Facebook group or thing like that, where where somebody says, "Hi, it's great that there's other people out there thinking about this that I can talk to," and it really doesn't matter where you are on your path, right? Whether you're still in debt, whether you're at zero net worth, or whether you're halfway, everybody or wants all the to, way. Yeah, or all the way. Everyone wants to talk and share the information. It's a really good sharing community. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, that's my space. I'm drinking more beer. Good for you. What about you, Mr. <laughs> Economist? Where are you at? Uh, I am somewhere around 5% on the way to 5. Right If on. you start from zero. Okay. Yeah. Goal is to be above 10 by the end of the year. Nice. And ramp it up. Awesome. Yeah. You're on the path. That's right. Cheers. And uh, <laughs> and you? Mm. You you I right. You I'm sent, the one that was supposed to be. You sent a text earlier this week that you wanted to brag about something. Oh, oh I, he yeah. did. I I got over fifty percent five. Your spreadsheet. Your spreadsheet. Yeah. Spoke My spreadsheet to you. spoke to me. You're not just a net worth guy, though, are you? No, I am totally a passive income meets spending. I, in no way, shape, or form, care what my net worth is. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's it's a different choice. I don't have. Well, I am going to be generating passive income with dividend investing and we'll talk about that in another show yeah um, yeah see because for me i have the real estate right so yeah. it's, it's i totally know what different. i spend every month and right now half of what i spend every month is covered by rental income mm-hmm. so that's i'm halfway there yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean you're the youngest of the uh, trio here which is i i mean good for you I, I think it's awesome honestly it is uh i think i'm genuinely interested in learning more about that about leveraging and using real estate as an asset class to generate that, that I th- income for you. I think it's definitely the fastest path, but it also encompasses the most risk definitely, and yeah. probably the most work. Which right. is why it's great for someone who's young. Well, yeah, that's just it. I've, I've got a very long time frame, so right. I can screw this thing up and, and I still think a be lot okay. Of, a lot of our listeners probably have a fairly long time frame. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I could relate to that article I mentioned at the very beginning from late Firestarter about being in your 40s and and being at sort of max earning potential, because that's sort of where I've I've been in my career for 20 years, and I'm pretty close to the max earning potential. So right. it is the time when I am tr- really aggressively trying to save the most amount of money that I can, yeah, instead of trying to accumulate sort of real estate and things like that. That's a little bit later on for me. I think I want I'm going to want to generate that passive income. Well, and that I think at some point here I'm going to transition from the wealth building aggressively with debt to the wealth preservation stage and like if i paid off all my mortgages right now i'd be fine right but i have a million dollars in mortgages so that's not going to happen anytime soon and you do not have a million dollars in (laughs) assets yeah yeah well and i think that's an interesting thing too because you, you see people throw net worth numbers around a whole bunch but they quite often include real estate in there which is fine because you do own a portion of that equity right. um but we got to be really careful that we're actually pulling all the right line items together so that you know once all the liabilities are settled your net worth is only a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars exactly right? yeah. yeah okay right on we're uh all on the path different spots and uh, i think that's what makes it interesting and that's what makes our 
podcast unique is we're bringing some Canadian content. Different uh, spots and different paths. Different spots, different paths, different ages. Well, and I think that's an important takeaway is that there's yeah. a lot of different ways to go about doing this. For sure, for sure. So I think, yeah, uh, most important thing we can take away from tonight is that uh, figuring out where you are and by tracking your spending and knowing what you earn, uh, figure out where you are on the old map to FI and uh, find what motivates you. There's yeah, tons of it. That's there's, key. Yeah, yeah that's really there's important. There's tons of stuff out there, right? Blogs, podcasts. Find the educational material. There's great books out there, and we're going to review more books, and uh, they'll be on. I think we're going to put up a library too, aren't we? We will have a reading library. Soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when the economist gets around to doing that, he just got delegated. Yeah. Well, it's been started. Yeah. Yeah, I've started a list. Yeah, yeah we're working on it. There you go. We're gonna pro- we're gonna provide you with as much educational material as we can, but again, find what motivates you. Find your inspiration. Um, the other thing is, of course, as we talked about, make a plan, set some goals, and find a way to keep yourself accountable. Whether it's a spreadsheet, a uh, a visual tracker uh, off a website, uh, you know, help yourself by keeping tabs on where you're going and, and enjoy the successes along the way. Absolutely. That's uh, <laughs> All right. Stupid money move. Uh, take I, it away. I believe this week's stupid money move is paying for multiple monthly subscriptions that provide the same thing, such as Netflix, Crave TV, Amazon Prime, uh, in the music world, Spotify, Apple Play, Google Play, all of those things where one of those services would get you what you need, but you're paying for multiple of them. I think Amazon Prime is a big contributor to people doing this because it has the videos, it has the music, it has all these things. You only pay it once a year. And you get free shipping. And you get free shipping. That's It's actually the best service out there. It is. It's less Technically. Th- I, see, for, for the value, it is the best service. It's less than $10 a month. It's yeah. something like 68 bucks a year. I don't think having that, if you use its services, is a stupid money move in itself. No, I don't. But I don't think any of them by themselves is a stupid money move. It's stacking them. It's yeah. stacking them, and all of a sudden, well, if you have if you have Netflix, a- Crave, and that, and all of a sudden you're back up to eighty bucks a month. Well, right. you haven't cut cable yeah, at you, all. You cut yeah. cable, but you pulled in a whole yeah. bunch of other content aggregators that you don't need. And I don't know anybody who has a- who has Amazon Prime and uses the music service. I don't either. I didn't even know it had a music service. Right? So why do you have Spotify if you have Amazon Prime? Yeah, I think where you're you're going with this, and I I understand what you're saying is, you know, choose one that you use that you get value out of. That's fine. But when you you tend to forget what you're subscribing to, it's so convenient now that that... It's almost like a it's almost like a service fee. Remember when we used to get service fees charged off your bank account or your credit card, and it was four ninety nine, eight ninety nine, whatever. It came off, and you just kind of went, "Oh yeah." At the end of the month, you're not going to notice the difference between that one eight ninety nine charge. You start stacking those up. All of a sudden, you're eighty to a hundred dollars poorer every month, right? Because you have eight services and you use two of them because. Let's be honest. You're going to pick the ones that work best for you, that work right. on your phone, work well, in your car, etc. How much TV can you watch or how much music can like I can only listen to one song at a time. So why would I have multiple music services? True. Yeah, exactly. And the content is fairly similar. I mean, I'll say that between Netflix and and Amazon, there's different content. Right. Absolutely. But hey, 
use Amazon for six months and then cancel it. Yeah. And switch. And then switch. Yeah. And then switch to Crave. I mean, the problem is, it's just like, I don't know, I'm old enough to remember Columbia House. Now, this was the greatest deal known to man. You got 11 CDs for one cent. Now. I'm sorry, what's a CD? I'll show you what one is later. <laughs> you, you already asked me what a floppy disk was from the telecom episode. I got to pull out all this stuff out of the yeah, closet. Right. So you get 11 CDs, which was fantastic, because at the time, I couldn't afford to go to the music store and spend $17 on a CD, right? 11 times. 11 times. Oh, the math on that over 10 years, I'd be, I'd be five by now. Yeah. I still got a bunch of CDs I'll lend you some. Anyway, uh, but the catch was, you know, once you signed up, if you didn't write them specifically canceling the service, you were on the hook. Yeah. You were committed to I think to you buy. had to buy a maybe four CDs. I think you had to buy some more, yeah. Over the next year. There was a but, commitment period. Yeah. But a lot of those services, is that's what's happened, is you give them your credit card, you get your free trial, no strings attached, but people forget to cancel. Yeah. So here's where the real stupid money move comes in. Yes. Yeah. Is you've got services you probably don't even remember you have. You will, or your free trial runs out free and you forget to cancel yeah. it. And Happens with magazine subscriptions, right. uh, news subscriptions. That's why people offer a free trial. Exactly. Is so that you'll forget get or you be hooked. too lazy to call in and Absolutely. cancel Well, on the other side, if you do forget, you can usually get that money back if you call in and, and say, hey, sorry, I forgot to cancel. It's five days later. The Economist is really good at writing letters to large corporations. Yes. If you need... If that, you need a letter written. One, one time <laughs> yeah. I didn't get a response and I haven't eaten at McDonald's in three years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I see where you're going and I think that's a pretty valid point that uh, it is a stupid money move to, you know, we talk a lot about tracking your spending. And if you've got spending going out for multiple subscription services for content that is, is fairly similar. Yeah. Uh, it's coming in stupid. Yeah. yeah. Big time. All right, you can do All right boys. Well, uh, Fair point. Should we wrap her up with some recent I, posts? I believe, yes, some recent posts. I wasn't going to say that. I what was were gonna you going to say? I was going to say we got to go to curling, but we should talk about the recent yeah. posts. You do have to go to curling. So uh, let's make it Professional quick. sports night. It is professional sports night. Uh, I think the recent posts, I They're wrote both, a post. Uh, the accountant here. Uh, yeah, what? I'm the only one doing any heavy lifting? <laughs> you guys I'm barely me. literate. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> You did get a fairly scathing reply from The Economist about your grammar this week. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> the worst I've ever seen in my life. I and believe that I was the to, quote. And then I had to rewrite a portion of your post. I, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> if it's not taxes, I don't get it. Well, you did write about taxes a little in a roundabout way, talking about RRSPs. True. I did post about RRSPs, and I did post about how to track your fire. Right. So obviously, being from Canada, uh, RRSPs are going to save us a few tax dollars if we use them wisely, and we understand the tax bracket that we're in now and the one we could potentially be in later. Right. Yes. And I think we could do a whole episode on marginal tax rates because a lot of people do not grasp what A lot they of are. people do not understand marginal tax rates yeah, for sure. So but the main takeaway is you have until March 1st to contribute to your RRSP research, in 2019. Research if it's good for you. Research if yeah. it's a good We're option not for you, you advice. or not. We are not giving you we advice. We are entertaining you with beer. Yes. Talk. Correct. Good beer, right? But Great beer. If you have tax to pay, it's something to look into. Withdrawing a little bit of money from a, an emergency fund or a, a savings account may be a wise decision. Could be an option to reduce your taxes. It could be. We're not uh, suggesting that, but uh, have a look into RSPs, and yeah. most of you probably already understand Reach what they are. Reach out to the accountant. His email's on the website. <laughs> 
Oh, good. <laughs> Let's just sign me up for that. And the other article you talked about uh, tracking your progress to fire, which we've covered a little bit in this episode, I think. And I wrote that before I knew we were going to cover that this evening. So there you go. Your clairvoyance. Ah, Stunning. Isn't it? Yeah. It's a good thing you've got a face for radio. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Is it the beard? (laughs) I noticed you haven't shaved for a while. No, it's been a while. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, uh, last uh, parting words on the uh, Chug Island. Uh, I'm going to go vacation in Deep Cove because, A, they've got a secret beach that's a local treasure, and they make this beer, which... I was all yeah. there's like three of my favorite breweries are over there in the North Shore now. It's just as tasty as the first one we had. Which we Do can... you think we're jaded on the second beer because we've tasted the first one? Yeah, it probably, probably. gets a better review. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah, it might be true. We're going to have to cut it down to one beer. No, oh, that's not happening. No, no I didn't think so. No. That's a terrible idea. All right, you can uh, read all our blog posts at figarage.ca. That is not f1garage.ca. It's <laughs> f Roman numeral i <laughs> garage.ca. That technically we're, Roman numeral i would be I would f1. be one. I know. I think that's where Dale got it confused. But that's follow cool. us on Twitter, fi underscore garage. Yeah, or individually, you guys. Yeah, we're on there too. You'll find us through that, and we're on Facebook as well. Um, Financial Independence Garage on Facebook. And, How uh, about uh, Pinterest? Well, yeah, we I gotta figure out. We have not yet. How Pinterest no. works? Okay. That's confusing. Do you, do we have a handle? Yeah. Well, I don't know. What's do a handle? I don't. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we have the least social media savvy millennial ever on our podcast. Sometimes you get unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> I can write it on the chalkboard though. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get unlucky. Well, uh, I am on, I'm on Pinterest as the money mechanic, so you can probably find me there. And I will endeavor to start uh, posting some things on there and uh, giving you some actionable links and some good education because, after all, we are here trying to help you get educated and we're, stay we're motivated. We're helping each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Know. Helping the community. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Let's go curling. Let's go curling. Let's go curling.